WMNF presents a tribute to John Fogarty and Creedence Clearwater Revival at Skipper's Smokehouse Saturday, May 28th. Creedence Clearwater Revival was the biggest band in America. In 1969 and 70, they outsold the Beatles. Now you can relive the music. 12 bands will cover 40 songs. For tickets and more info, call 813-238-8001 or go to WMNF.org. Hello, I'm WMNF's News and Public Affairs Director, Sean Canan. WMNF remains commercial-free because our main source of funding is from listeners like you who appreciate our eclectic music choices and essential news coverage. Beginning Tuesday, June 7th, we'll be asking for your financial support during our summer fun drive. I hope you can make a donation to your favorite show or contribute online at WMNF.org. Thanks so much for keeping WMNF independent. Replay Guitar Exchange is proud to support Live Music Showcase. Support for WMNF comes from our listeners like you and Replay Guitar Exchange in South Tampa, specializing in new, used, and vintage guitars, amps, and related gear. Replay Guitar Exchange's mission is to provide the right guitar to the right player for the right reasons. More at replayguitarexchange.com. You're listening to Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. This week is a very special episode. It's very, uh, it's a, shall we say, a slightly different version of the show than you might have heard in the past because... When it comes to finding the best talent, the best bands, both in the area, in the region, and in the country to be on this show, sometimes, to be perfectly honest with you, scheduling does not really allow us to do things as live as we'd like to. So this week, we pre-recorded this episode to make sure that we could get this killer band on the show for you guys. This week's episode is featuring a band called Radkey. They are a punk rock, pop punk uh, amazing, amazing band out of Kansas City. Uh, they came to town specifically, not for a show, not for a big tour, not for a big event, but honestly, they came to town because they wanted to share some of their insight and their intellect uh, and their experiences on the road with some young and aspiring musicians at uh, a local music academy called Jim Chambers Music Box, uh, good friends of the show. And they were also nice enough to, in addition to doing that, come and record an episode of Live Music Showcase with us this past Tuesday. So without further ado, here is Live Music Showcase featuring Radkey. You're listening to Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We do this show every Friday here at 2.06 p.m. live on WMNF. We are in studio today with a great Great, great, great band. A very cool band. You're thinking outside of the box with this band here because, frankly, as as cool and interesting as their sound is, it's got classic tones to it. It's got classic elements to it. And at the same time, brings a very modern, very cool, raw sound. Radkey is live in studio with us today. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Radkey just got off their tour with The Offspring. Uh, and before that, you guys were touring with Foo Fighters. Is yes. that right? Yes. I can't wait to talk a little bit about what those experiences were like touring with those bands. That's incredible. That's a dream come true for so many bands. For real. 
Oh, man. Uh, so we're definitely going to dive into some stories from the road with the uh, Foo Fighters and with the Offspring. You guys are done touring now. You're, you're, you're wrapping it up. You're here in Florida to, uh, what, have some Mai Tais and chill on the beach before yeah, you head back home to Kansas City? A little bit of relaxation. You know, we had some beach time. And, yeah, now we're on the way home. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I don't want to hold you up with my uh, interjections here and there. So let's dive into that first song. Yeah, this song's called Evil Doer, and this is off of our first album, Delicious Rock Noise. All right.
that's Rad Key live in studio here on WMNF's live music showcase. Killer song, man. Killer song. Thanks. I, I mean, Thank you. I, I'm hearing a lot of like 90s and maybe early 2000s alt rock uh, influences in this totally. music. Yeah, that's like, you know, we grew up on like, you know, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Weezer, like, you know, mixed in with like Cheap Trick and Led Zeppelin and like Metallica and all that kind of stuff and Soundgarden. So yeah, we just, the Beatles, uh, just kind of just write what's coming to mind. And a lot yeah. of times it sounds kind of classic, you know, like classic sounds. Yeah, I love that. I love it. So uh, when it comes to, first of all, I love the look. Okay, your look very much matches your sound, which is like I said earlier, you know, a little kind of a blend of like new school and old school, which is so in right now. Uh, when it comes to like, I'm seeing the anime and like in your in your press photos, I've seen like the Nintendo 64 logo yeah, on, totally. on the t-shirts and stuff. Yes. So first of all, do you guys own a Nintendo 64? Yes. Yes. Okay. What's the best game? What's your favorite game? Mm, it's probably got to be Harvest Moon 64 on there. <laughs> oh, or, oh man, deep yeah, cut. I love or it. Or Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. There it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those kinds of games nowadays are considered, you know, like uh, antique mm-hmm. gaming systems at this point. Uh, I mean, how old were you? I guess you were pretty young when you kind of got into that culture. Because here's the thing. This music these days does come with it, a culture. Yeah. So how how old were you when you first kind of like dug into that culture? Uh it was pretty young. Like I could have been like six because yeah. I remember seeing the PlayStation original in mm-hmm. a cabinet, and then Dad busted it out, and you know we were playing Freeway, Arc, uh, Activision Classics, and then Tekken. move Tekken, move up to Metal Gear, and then you oh, know Metal N64 Gear. comes in, and yep. uh, I remember I was at my aunt's house and I saw what Mario sixty four was, and I was just having dreams about it and stuff that wasn't even in the game, right? You know. <laughs> Because it looked like, you know, Toy Story or something mm-hmm. back in the day. Totally. Um, but yeah, uh, all that is crazy because we're homeschooled and, right. um, you know, we had a lot of time to dig into that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it really was an influence on the music until we got out there and did some real living. And you guys are a family affair, yeah. too. You yeah. guys are all brothers, all brothers right? Yes. Yeah. And your dad is your is. tour manager mm-hmm. or your manager? Yeah. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so keeping it in the family. Totally. Uh, you guys have been kind of raised for this, essentially. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. I'm here in Nirvana, and obviously Foo Fighters must have been a big influence. Totally. And then, yeah. All right, so you toured with the Foo Fighters after growing up listening to their music. How mind-blowing was that experience? Like the like the day you found out, oh, we're officially going on tour with the Foo Fighters. How, yeah, that how was, mind-blowing was that? It was mind-blowing because we, when we started, you know, our newest album was called Green Room and we, that's where the band started was up there. And when we started the band, we were like, we want to be like, you know, the Foo Fighters. We want to be like Cheap Trick. We want to be big rock band, play the big songs, catchy. And uh, so, yeah, to come from St. Joseph in that little green room to play in that big stage with the Foo Fighters because I remember thinking, you know, we take that step you're walking right into your dream you know so yeah right out so there. wait rewind so that that first show that you played with the food fighters how did that happen now we were on the road just doing some regular raggy tour then we got a call uh we got hit up by from jennifer finch from l7 and she was asking if we were touring and okay. then she gave us a press contact and and then there were um dave girls people asking about the what drives us movie 
and they wanted to interview a band that was actually on the road in a van um, amongst like Flea and Ringo and all those people right. who were mm-hmm. beyond fan tour. Tour buses and yeah. planes, yeah. Exactly. So we were like there. And then so we ended up getting kind of our origin story told in that movie. And, you know, after we did our interview, we were just like, yeah, we got to play some shows this together. This is it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, we're on the road. Okay. So I want to talk uh, a little bit about like those interactions because frankly so many musicians out there would be would would kill or die or both to get to have you know five ten minutes with dave grohl just to just Mm -hmm. to soak up some of that you know rock essence and aura that he exudes so i'm i'm curious about that but let's let's hear your next song before we dive into that this next song's called La Song, and it's just a good old-fashioned kind of party jammer. Busted out second song in the set pretty much every night. One, two, three, four. Na 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 You're listening to Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. We are in studio with Radkey. We got Mark Perfetti in there running the audio mix. Thank you, Mark, for making sure everything sounds good. And if you guys need anything from him, too, feel free to say it to him. That's uh, There's no problem there whatsoever. He's uh, exceptional at uh, making sure we have good sound going out to the airwaves there. So uh, I have a question about Dave Grohl. 
it's probably it's probably a question you've heard before because he has that reputation of being like the nicest guy in rock music, right? Uh, is he is he actually that nice? Yeah, I'll tell you what. We did quite a long run with him. Yeah. And, and what I thought was cool was that any moment that he had, we were crossing paths to get us excited or pump us up to be mm-hmm. like on this run with them. He took that opportunity. And for such a long run, it was just really just such a really sweet vibe to have because it's a you know those are big shows and and to have someone come up and be like yeah let's go like yeah. you know so so you're awesome saying tonight. so you're saying like you you guys were like you know maybe like passing in the hall or oh, something yeah, I got, got some I food like, and he's like you know it's like come on guys uh, let's go yeah don't exactly. don't eat that much before the set you know <laughs> that's a golden rule you know it's, i love that that's cool yeah. okay so you got a little bit of mentorship from him mm-hmm. that's awesome all right, so are you guys like? Can you like call up Dave Grohl and be like, "Hey, Dave, uh, I have a question about um, you know my, you know, I don't know my pentatonic skills, whatever." Like, <laughs> "Hey, Dave, I got a question. You know, is he going to pick up the phone if you guys call him? What do you think?" I don't know. Probably like you know, if we we've got some some ways we could like sneak a sneak a little, little comment like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, I'm yeah. Sure we'd hey, remember us? We were on tour with you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I love that. Uh, and then so comparatively, you're so okay. First of all. Maybe maybe kind of a hot button question. I don't know, but um, compare your tour with the Foo Fighters to your tour with the uh, Offspring. Yeah, like the way I would compare it is that you are going on the road with bands that are playing to you know the most picky rock fans. Oh yeah, they play the catchiest choruses between Offspring and Foo Fighters. Now. For us to be on both of those tours and to rock them, because I mean, I'm one of those fans. You know, I'm a guy totally. in the audience who's like, I know I'm a big Offspring Foo Fighters. So for us to be the band on those two mm-hmm. tours and to be rocking with those catchy rock choruses and standing with them, that would be the way I'd compare them. Because it was like, man, this is, you know, the test twice. It was pretty sweet. I mean, you know, you do well once, it's a fluke. You do mm-hmm. well twice and you're supposed to be there. Totally, yeah. totally. That's really, you know, it's almost like uh, in business terms, they call it proof of concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, you got that so, proof. Yeah, you got that validation. Mm-hmm. You know, the sword and the stone was pulled, so to speak. So, okay, so speaking about those audiences too, and um, you guys are people of color, mm-hmm. which is unexpected with the sound that you guys produce, frankly, which sucks. That's not cool, but... Yep. Do you feel like you had to earn your place on that stage more because of that, considering how picky and how like you know how how specific the taste is of their audiences? And obviously, you definitely earned their respect, but did you feel like you had to work harder for that? Coming from St. Joe, Missouri, and then being like a uh, like a colored rock band, let's say we there were there was maybe a line, and then you know you've got a couple other young black bands and you know generally the way the music scene was back in the day was there can it's like a highlander you know you could there can be only only be one one, yeah Mm -hmm. so until that one is gone then another one shows yeah um so basically it was just a test of time like keep putting out good music keep working your craft until it's your turn yeah and you know because you know I, i can't name the amount of times we've been just straight up called like unlocking the truth or something like that you know Mm -hmm. and then you know now it's like it's like reversed like i you know we saw on twitter however many months ago like you know i saw radke opening in times square or whatever in the middle when unlocking the truth did now i saw him on the road with the foo fighters Mm -hmm. it's just like whoever 
is the most popular one tends to even absorb the other ones. Then you become all Ooh, of them. So you know what, what I so mean? What, like a, we're talking like a, a Kira here, basically. Yeah, it's just like it's, like, it's kind of like you know, <laughs> people just stuff. get yeah. their stories, and then there's like you know, oh yeah, just because they weren't even really paying attention, you know, they'll see just a black guy and a guitar, and they're like, that's that's whoever's popular, you know, right. to them. So you know, things like that, and so yeah, it was it, it it was it was some hard work. Yeah. You know, because they're, you know, I'll, you know, we would be used, you know, as bait for, you know, whatever other band to get a better deal. Like, well, we'll give it to Radke if you guys don't just go ahead and take that amount of money for like really? this TV placement or something like that. So, then, you know, I'll never forget one time losing one of those and just like just walking out of my house, just yeah. like walking till just whenever. Because it's like th- those were harsh days, but, you know, it's not as much like that anymore. No. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's it was a tough road, but I, I don't think we had to work like harder than anyone else. Like everyone in the band has to work so hard, especially in rock these days. Yeah, yeah, especially. I mean, rock is where where rock was king for a long time. It has become more and more and more niche. It's not necessarily going away, but its audience is becoming more galvanized and more focused. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, so it's good to hear that. Like. It's good to hear that that you guys, you know, found your place in that genre, because frankly, you absolutely belong there. Based on what I'm hearing, thank right you. Now. Thank like you. it's so comfortable and natural. There and, and authenticity, as it is with you know rock music, with country music, you know, though any <laughs> pretty much anything with strings, really. Uh, there's an authenticity that's so important there, and I think you guys hit that mark beautifully. Thank you. Really, really nice. Thank you. So. Uh, on that note, let's hear your next song. Let's hear it. Yeah, this song's called Dark Black Makeup. This is off of our first record. And uh, yeah, dig it. Dig it. It's always still It's always still I'm tired of them knocking My tired head starts acting up Yeah. 
key here on live music showcase so as far as when it comes to you know we're talking about rock music we're talking about the kind of music that obviously kind of influenced you you guys and the culture around that uh you know around the country uh you're you're seeing these rooms that are filled with these people like we talked about like this very kind of at this point you know focused demographic and they're all digging the music they're all they're like rocking out night after night i mean these were probably sold out or close to sold out shows Mm -hmm. pretty much every night with those two bands and everything how much did you guys benefit in terms of building your own following how much did you guys benefit from being on tour because at the end of the day as cold as it might sound sometimes you have to calculate those numbers to Mm -hmm. see if it really was all worth it Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would say this these have been some of the most successful runs we had ever been on because it's just like pretty much the perfect audience for what we do. Like and that that's been kinda hard to find. Like, you know, we've yeah. been on tour with a lot of bands and a lot of them have been really cool and and like, you know, this is one where, you know, people are like, I'm gonna bring this home, I'm gonna turn my kids onto it, I'm gonna tell my friends and then you know, we can really see the numbers kind of rolling up, you know, while you're on the tour. You know, you nice. be checking your phone every day. You're like, oh, man. I mean, it seems like things are resonating. And, you know, you'll see like a song like Seas be climbing up um, up in the popularity on Spotify. You're like, nice, man. Like, that's a new song, you know? Yeah. So for the fledgling musicians out there, for the bands out there that are still, you know, grinding it out in their garages, trying to get their sound right. You guys clearly have a sound. How, first of all, did you realize, okay, this is the sound. This is what we've got to do. Or was it more of like a natural 
evolution and refinement process? I would say it's the natural evolution refinement because we had our original yeah. sound where, you know, we were in our EPs a little faster than, you know, we were, our main thing with our band was that we didn't want to box ourselves into any kind of thing. We sure. just wanted to basically just be a rock band, which means we could sound however way we want and do any kinds of things. And originally the things were really fast, then we learned with songs like Love Spills, which we'll be playing, like, how to make a huge, huge rock song. Yeah. That, like, you know, like the stadium type. We always wanted to get into. I love yeah. that. I love that. So uh, I'm glad you said that as far as, like, big sound goes, you know? Um, because sometimes when it comes to writing this kind of music, you actually have to write it thinking about the size of the stage and the size of the audience that you want to be in front of when you're writing it. Mm-hmm. Because there's certain kinds of, there's, I mean, at this point, there's so many different subsections of rock. Like mm-hmm. it's almost, you know, not even a genre anymore, more like a, a, a genus mm-hmm. <laughs> of music. And, you know, it runs the gamut everywhere from, you know, you've got the prog rock and Rush to, you know, Metallica to Ozzy Osbourne. I, and, and that's just the ones from, you know, the early 80s or the, the 80s and 90s and you know prior to that and nowadays rock music is even more uh diverse and and all over the place which means that broad scale like marketing that is almost impossible because like you said like you you're probably like you're on tour with these other bands that aren't as that aren't as big they don't have as much of a galvanized audience and you're you're having a hard time getting every single person in the room to go, I like that band, I want to follow that band, I want to buy their t-shirt because of that fact. So do you have any advice for bands, rock bands out there that are trying to to solve that problem for themselves? Yeah, I would say like once once we started spending like a good amount of time in the studio and we played a lot of shows, yeah. like we we were able to find that once you get real comfortable with your music and you find your like main few songs and get comfortable with them, you're able to really get out there and like we our main thing was just focusing on having our time and our like performance and making sure that we were really happy with it and we're really picky. So in doing that and having watched all these like, you know, U two or like A C D C live mm-hmm. uh DVDs and Iron Maiden we're trying to live up to that as in the stage show as well. And that's something that always translates. Like even when you're in your early band and you haven't quite found your sound, you're playing real fast, you're playing songs that in a year and a half aren't going to be in the set anymore. You're, you're killing it with your soul up on stage. That takes you through right until you're at your time where you're like, Oh, we we're, now we're really starting to get it. Like the audience loves this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, all right, that makes a lot of sense. That does. Because you find the songs that are hitting hard and you go, okay, this is the sound. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep moving in this direction and see where that goes. But it's not it's not something that's predetermined. Mm-hmm. I yep. like that. Yep, you're playing a lot. You're throwing a lot of stuff out there. You're doing a lot of writing. And it's, it's a hard time, but it, you're going to find it in there. Okay, I love that. Okay, so um, let's dive into the next song. And then after that... Um, I, I really want to hear about the the what it's like being on tour with brothers, with your family. Sweet. 
Because I have to imagine it's not always sunshine and daisies at all times. <laughs> I'm sure there's little points of friction here and there. I'd love to talk about that. But let's hear the next song. Yeah. Um, and this song kind of leads into a little bit of our answer. This song's called <laughs> Rock and Roll Homeschool. And <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> I love it. I want to go to school, make friends. I'm going to be cold one of these days. I got to go to school. There's a good chance. That's Rad Key here on Live Music Showcase. I want to go to school. I want to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> so you were homeschooled. You guys were all homeschooled together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You grew up together. Obviously, you're in a band together. Your dad is your tour manager. Is your manager tour manager or manager Both. flat out? Okay, tour manager and manager. He's the guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, how old were you guys when you started touring? Man, maybe I was 18 when we actually hit the road. Saul, what do you, how, what's the age thing? Okay, so 16. I would have been uh, 18 and D20, I believe, for the first tour. I like it. I like that you're the historian. Yeah, he's, he's got, he's got the go. numbers. That's <laughs> good. That's good. He's got the numbers. He should. He's got, you know, one, two, three, yeah. four. One, yeah. two, three, four. Paradiddle, paradiddle. <laughs> so totally. when it comes to touring with your brothers in a van, First of all, the smells. How are those? <laughs> well, pretty intense. We're smell blind now. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like okay, you're smell blind. That's good. Okay, so when it comes to okay, so when you're touring, all right, you guys, maybe let's talk about like when you first when when you first struck out on the road and that mm-hmm. exciting. Oh my God, we're actually going on tour. We're a rock band. We actually get to do it. 
How long did it take for that to kind of wear off and, and the, the grind of being on the road start to settle in? It was crazy. That very first tour we did mm. was crazy because it was like one of those tours where I think it was 12 people max. And I think even like maybe in the hometown. 12 showing, people max, you mean like, like showing headliner. up at the shows? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah. So this was crazy. Like this was like one of those like you're grinding like the old days, the stories you hear rocking to the bands yeah so it was a whole like month or longer of of that and that you become such a real musician doing that and then it's just like it it sounds terrible but you know our, our team was in the right direction sending us out to really grind it out and not just try to take any shortcuts yep and uh yeah that that was something i mean wow we're uh, hearing a little audio signal coming through here and there. I don't know what that is. See if we can figure out what that is. Yeah, go ahead and uh, see if you can turn your volume knob down. Yeah, I think it sounds like we might have a bad cable coming through there. So, all right, well, we'll figure that out. In the meantime, let's keep talking. So, when it comes to... Uh, all right, all right. So, you've, you're out on tour. The... Uh, the honeymoon of it is kind of ending, so to speak. You're out on tour. What was the first, oh man, we got to keep doing this like thing for you personally? Mm, I, I, that would definitely be anytime you get like sick. Because getting sick on the road is something that's real tough to deal with. And it's also, it makes you stronger. But like, yeah, I think once like you, you started getting sick and the sickness starts to spread, that's when you're, you're kind of like, I want to lay down at home. And soon after that tour was when we figured out kind of the technique of having to be as comfortable as you can in almost like any place. And once we kind of got that in our heads and that we're going to be on the road a lot, yeah, you just become like a road guy. You, you just know? get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay, I think we fixed it. Wonderful. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, so, when, so, what's the last time you guys really had a fight? Man, it we don't, it, we don't really have too much big fights. Cause like, I think a lot of them were kind of done back in the, back in the homeschool days. Gotcha. And then, like, and having... You know, our little house that we had, we always slept. We actually voluntarily moved into each other's same room. We had <laughs> three bedrooms, so that's yeah. how kind of close we are. Like, wow. We were like, hey, mom and dad, what about the idea of three beds in one room? You know, and that's where we did so much creation, like whether it was drawings and just like worlds we were making. Like, we always knew that whatever we would do, whether it was we were animators or writers, we were going to be doing something together and like figuring mm -hmm. something out. And yeah, we, with all of our beds in that one room, we had two whole rooms to do activities. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You've got the, uh, the water slide room and the, yeah, uh, the yeah. ball pit room. And yeah, that sounds like a dream come true as far as I'm concerned. That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's, uh, let's dive into the next song. And then I really want to talk a little bit about what's next Radke, what you guys are looking forward to, what you're excited about. I know you're looking forward to going home after being mm -hmm. on tour for sure, but after that, I can't wait to see what you guys do. Because right now, I think that I said earlier in the show, and I did this on purpose, that 
rock music, it's not dying, maybe mm-hmm. in decline a little bit, and it's branching off into other genres, but it's definitely not dying. Mm-hmm. And what I think might be happening, maybe, 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 we might be on the cusp of a rock renaissance dude and that and that here that just got chills i've been waiting for that for years same I, i'm feeling it too you're hearing whispers you've never heard Little, yep exactly uh-huh. exactly so we'll talk about that after this next song go ahead and take it away though all right this next song is called seas it's one of the newer flavors of radke uh dig it yeah Here in studio at WMNF Live Music Showcase, we do this show every Friday, 2.06 p.m. We have a Facebook page, WMNF's Live Music Showcase. You can check out all kinds of show content on there. We also have a, a Facebook group, which is Friends of WMNF's Live Music Showcase. Join the group, get access to all kinds of uh, exclusive content, and the uh, interactions in there are really cool, too. It's, uh, I mean, if you're a fan of this show, it's a great way to meet other people who are fans of this show. We also have an Instagram page at live underscore music underscore showcase. We do all of the online things. You can hear this show on WMNF 
WMNF.org, live streaming this and every other show at WMNF.org. You can also hear the show in podcast form on Spotify or Apple Music. Just search Live Music Showcase, hit following, and hit the bell so you get notifications every time a new episode drops, which is every Friday. So, uh, talking about what we were talking about before, as far as like the renaissance of rock being on its way, you mentioned that you've heard little whispers here and there. Tell me about some of those whispers that you're hearing. Yeah, like things like, you know, just different like guitar tones mm-hmm. and like songs that you maybe wouldn't even consider a rock song or mm-hmm. maybe we're hitting some like, you know, you got like a, a Doja Cat or something that covers whole and then, you know, that gets plays and then you you got some stuff going on and then some names I won't mention, you know, yeah. some people doing rock. And yeah. <laughs> that's happening. Oh, are you popular. talking about Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> Who? What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah. had a feeling. Yeah. There's stuff going on. <laughs> so, okay. I actually love that because um, personally, I, I've i been, you know, following that, that guy's career in the periphery. Um, This is a required monthly test of the emergency alert system. Had this been an actual emergency or dangerous situation, official messages and directions would have followed the alert tones. This test is brought to you by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and your local broadcast station or cable provider. This concludes the required monthly test. that was where his heart was maybe he's like coming back to it but it doesn't come across that way it doesn't come across no. that way you know I, I mean I don't know I, I hear him and I and I was a big pop punk and emo and screamo fan in high school I mean that that was my that was my teenage angst absolutely you know bands like Seosin and mm-hmm. and uh, Juliana Theory and, and even like locally like Amberlynn and, and uh, Acceptance and that was you know that was the stuff I was listening to when I was you know delivering pizzas when I was a teenager I hear his stuff and I hear him trying to sound like that I don't hear him sounding mm-hmm. like that and that's such an important detail yeah it's like the difference between like you know something like one of the new star wars movies and then like something like actually awesome like the new spider-man you know yeah that's got real good mm-hmm. real stuff and then you've got kind of hollow things mm-hmm. you know hollow yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so okay so tell me if you have another example of a band like that right now that's out there i'm not we're not trying to you know s talk any bands out there yeah. but but frankly i think that one thing that that drives me crazy honestly and especially this is true for our area here in tampa bay which you guys may not know about this but like there's a huge music scene here in the tampa bay area mm-hmm. but it's very like small town mentality and it's also very come one come all everyone's welcome everybody can do this everybody can you know be successful and have you know uh, everything that they wanted mm-hmm. in the music world I love that mentality to a point mm-hmm. because while we need it because we want more and more and more musicians here in this area, it's also really important to have criticism totally, and accountability because at the end of the day, if no one is standing there saying, no, you need to be better, then no one's going to be better. You know, it's very rare that you get people 
trying to improve of their own volition. Totally. You know, I think you guys are a good example of that because you guys were very self-contained throughout a lot of your life. And you have truly proven that that is a, that is a winning method of doing it. Totally. But, but, uh, but yeah, so who's a band out there right now that you think could maybe work a little harder or could maybe work to be more authentic? Well, mm, it's tough. Like, uh, uh, it's not that tough. Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. you were going to say Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Here's why I knew it. Because they, they did the whole, like, Zeppelin thing. Yep. And truly, they did it well. They but did then it they really well. It. That's why in our song Rock and Roll Homeschool, we say Tangerine by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, because we don't hide that we dig Led Zeppelin, but our band just doesn't sound crisp exact copy of it you know yeah yeah and i mean it's their it's their singer's voice too at the end of the day Mm -hmm. that really brought that home Mm -hmm. but but i mean you don't have to sound like a carbon copy it's amazing how close they got Mm -hmm. and i guess good for them for Mm -hmm. doing that yeah if you want to do that that's a whole route you can take but the route yeah stick to it Uh uh-huh you know stick to it it's hard but you get a little criticism from people that our rock mm-hmm. and say, well, you guys are just, you know, doing your own, you're, you're doing the same thing they were doing. It's like, well, they're doing it really good. Let mm-hmm. them, you know, fine. Anyway, let's hear one more song and then we'll talk a little bit more and then we'll hear that. We'll do the last song. I think that'll okay. be, that'll be it for the show. <laughs> no, this is uh, our song love spills. And this is a song we had a lot of fun working on with Ross Orton. And uh, I want to say we did this one in San Francisco. Yeah. Blood spills and it looks so pretty Seeps through my love, my city Love kills, but in my mind still You can't beat that spark, that thrill The heart beats through the world I pity In this world, in this city
And this is Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We're live in studio with Rad Key. Thank you guys so much for coming in today and being on the show. It's It really is an honor, honestly. Uh, you know, once I found out about who you guys were and I got to like kind of pay attention to your career and everything, I think it's so exciting to see where you've been and I can't wait to see where you guys go. What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? We're really looking forward to the new music that we've got coming out pretty soon when we're hitting the studio and we've got new music and uh, we're going to be writing as well. So we're going to be getting off the road, some relaxation, new songs, more shows. Really excited. What's the next big benchmark you want to hit? Big benchmark. If you could pick one band to go on tour with next, who would it be? Mm. Uh, Any band in the world. I mean, honestly, Weezer would be great. We there love we go. Weezer. Yes. We've been f- growing up on Weezer, and that's another huge element to a lot of the songs we have. Like, for instance, the last song we'll be playing, incredibly Weezer-inspired. I love it. I love it. This show, we normally have a great big crew. Today, we're on kind of a skeleton crew. Mark Perfetti is our sound engineer, making sure everybody sounds really good. Chandler Collada is on the photos and doing a little bit of video action today. And uh, Micaiah Caldwell is our board op. So if you guys want to take us out with one last song... Let's do it. Excellent. This song's called Not Smart.